This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Welcome, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. It is mid-December. Don't freak out. It's just another time and space on the calendar. You will get everything ready that you need to get ready for Christmas. And you know what? If you don't, Christmas is still going to happen. Oh, Christmas. So before Christmas, uh, Catholics and many Christians celebrate a season called Advent. So it's a time of waiting. During Advent for me, I find my mind often turns to our Blessed Mother, to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I wonder what it must have been like in this last month or so of waiting for Jesus to be born. Just like all mothers, right? When you're you're pregnant, the last six weeks, the last four weeks, Oftentimes you're feeling like, I'm really done. Why isn't the baby done? Why isn't the baby coming? Um, And I bet Mary felt that way too. But I'm not necessarily talking about how she felt physically. What I want to focus on today is her fiat, her yes. So obviously that did not take place during Advent. But without Mary's fiat, there would not have been an Advent to celebrate, nor would there have been a birth of Christ to celebrate. So uh, my reflections are going to be, the starting point of my reflections is coming from a book called The Read of God by Carol Hauslander. And she was a uh, Catholic woman in England. And she wrote uh, during the just before World War II, and then a little bit also during World War II, she died at a relatively young age. But she talks about th- this book, The Read of God, really talks about how Mary emptied herself and became a conduit and a vessel for Christ and for God's love. So the the book is actually a series of essays, and I'm taking my quotes from the essay called Fiat. And so the church tells us that Mary's fiat happened sometime chronologically in March, right? So March, nine months before December. Um, There you have it. That's how we get to nine months because though Mary did conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that was supernatural, that was divine, um, her, the process of Jesus coming to life into this world was the same process that all women experience with their children. What Mary's fiat does, she says yes, but it's a surrender. I think about that. When we say yes, we are surrendering. We're surrendering to the process that we're agreeing to, right? This is what Carol Hauslander says, that not only does Mary say yes for herself, but that yes, and that surrender is also for us. And that if we want to live a life of, of Christianity, of fulfillment in Jesus, then we are also going to have to surrender, which I think is very, very true, though very, very difficult. And this is what Carol Hauslander says about surrender. The surrender that is asked of us includes complete and absolute trust 
It must be like Our Lady's surrender, without condition and without reservation. Without condition and without reservation. That is really tough because we are very good at saying, yes, I'll do that when, or I'll do that if, I'll do that but. Let's shift it a little to be my way. No, it's complete and total surrender to what God is asking us to do. And then she reminds us that we're not going to be asked to do more than the mother of God did. We're not going to be asked to become extraordinary or set apart or have mortifications or heroic resolutions. What we are asked to do is to give ourselves, our daily life, our strengths, our struggles, our weaknesses, our service, our joy, our unhappiness, to give all of that to God every single day. And so really what we have to do is we have to surrender all that we are so that we can bear Christ into the world. Because that is what Mary did. Mary bore Christ into the world. And as Christians, we are also called to bear Christ into the world. Not in a physical sense, right? We're all not going to give birth to Jesus again repeatedly. And for men, that would be literally impossible. But we are going to give him into the world because that's what the world needs. The world needs Jesus. He needs to be shown to people who don't see him and don't know him. And so that fiat of Mary's gives us the ability to do the same thing. And think about this. We are being asked to do hard things all the time. And sometimes we're very afraid to do those hard things. And right now we are living in the United States in a time of pandemic. And I don't like to talk about it. Not because I have my head in the sand, but because I truly believe that the more we focus on the negative, the less we are going to be able to get out of this pandemic with any semblance of sanity, love for each other, love for ourselves, love for our neighbor and love for God. I want to focus on the positive, on the good, on what we can do. And so we might be very afraid of what the future holds. And so Carol Hauslander says this, and I believe this 100%. There is only one cure for fear. There is only one cure for fear. Trust in God. That's it. If I think about the times I have been so down and confused and afraid and concerned about what was going to happen tomorrow, it's because I wasn't trusting in God, because I wasn't trusting in God. Trust in God changes everything. It doesn't necessarily make things easier, and it doesn't always make things better, but what it does is it turns it over to the creator of the universe, to the person who wants all and only good for you and will help you to get that, whatever it might look like. And sometimes what it looks like is different than what we think is going to happen. But let's try to be open to that. Let's try to say, okay, I'm going to trust. I may have made a mess out of this and the world may be very messy and disorganized and in disarray, but I can turn all of that. And in particular, I can turn myself over to God 
and say, please straighten out the mess. Because ultimately, and this is so hard to remember sometimes, but ultimately the only person we can fix is ourselves. And we can only really do that with the help and grace of God. Not on our own. At least I don't believe I can do it on my own. And my life has shown me time and time again that I cannot do it on my own. And I will say, and I probably, I, I don't know that I should say this, but I think at this point in my life, I have almost always come to know that I need to stop when I am just confused and worried and turn it over to God and stop trying to fix it on my own. I don't always do that as well as I would like to, but I always eventually come back to that, is to turning it over to him. So why is it that we're so afraid to give things over to God, so afraid when things are not in our control, when there's so much confusion? Well, again, Houselander says this, and when I read this, I thought, oh my goodness, what truth is in this statement? She says, we are afraid for ourselves. And I think that's true. Many times I am afraid for myself. But then she goes on to say, but a thousand times more afraid for those we love. A thousand times more afraid for those we love. And I don't believe that this sense of fear for those we love is only for parents. I don't believe that for a minute because there are many people in my life that I love and I'm not their parents. And they're not my parents. But there are other people that I love in this world, just like there are other people that you love in this world who you are not necessarily related to by blood or marriage, right? And we are afraid for those people, a thousand times more afraid for them than we are for ourselves, because we know what's in our own head. And we try to know what's in our own soul, but we don't necessarily know what's in theirs. And so that's the fear. The other fear is, and this is again, that when we say yes to God, we have to let go of the control. We have to do the surrendering is we can't control what people are going to do when things happen to them. We cannot control their actions. And we want to believe that we know better, even though we don't always know better. So when I read that, we are afraid for ourselves, but a thousand times more afraid for those we love. Think about Mary for a minute. Think about Mary for a minute, knowing that yes, she was going to bear the Son of God, the Messiah, but she also knew when she went into the temple to present him, Simeon says, a sword will pierce your heart, that he will be a cause of division in the world. And so Mary knew that for Jesus to save the world, there was going to be some pain, some suffering, far more probably than she could imagine, right? And so she may have been afraid too, because she was human, though sinless. She was still human. She had emotions, of course. Was she afraid for Jesus? I would imagine that as she watched, as he started his ministry, and she watched people go up against him and not want to listen to him and want to harm him, I'm sure she was afraid. But she had already surrendered. She had already given her fiat to God. And once you give your fiat, once you surrender, you can't take it back. Our, our, in our humanity, we take it back all the time. We, we take it back. We, we give that but, that if, that God, could you make it this way instead? Whatever 
struggles are going on, when we surrender them, really, really surrender them, God is going to give us that courage that we need. Because here's what else she says. God asks for extreme courage in love. Remember, he doesn't ask us for this courage out of maliciousness or it's as, a, as a test. It's out of love and in love. And the bride of the spirit must respond with strength like his own. So we have the Holy Spirit within us. And because we have the Holy Spirit within us, we can respond with strength like the strength of God, like the strength of Christ. It took strength for Christ to hang on a cross. Yes, he was divine, but his humanity, his body was hanging on a cross in pain, suffering, dying. And Mary watched because Mary had given her fiat. Mary had surrendered her will to God's will. And because of her surrender, she was given enormous strength. And I believe that all of us are given enormous strength. I'm going to close with this one last quote from, from this uh, essay, Fiat. She was consenting, meaning she as in Mary, not only to give birth to Christ, not only to give life to him, but to give him death. I had never thought about that quite with that fine a point on it before I read this. But think about that. All of us who have children, when, when you decide to have children, you don't think about the negative that's going to affect them, right? You think about all the positive, how they grow up, they're going to grow up to be wonderful and kind and loving, and they're going to always have the kind of life that you always dreamed for yourself. They're going to have your life only better, 2.0, right? It's the reboot. Um, the reality is, is that in some ways it might be better, but in other ways it's not because you know what? We are all human. And so we all make mistakes and we all have to suffer. And Mary suffered to watch Christ die. Mary suffered and she was in pain. And so when she consented to give birth to the Messiah, she also knew that ultimately she was going to see him die. And ultimately all of us, this is cheery news, right? But you know this, all of us eventually will die and we will go home to meet our savior. We will go home and we will meet God. And so Mary's yes encompasses more than just the sweet little baby Jesus that comes to us at Christmas. Mary's yes and her surrender, her fiat encompass, yes, his birth, but his passion, his death, his resurrection. It's all of it. And I think when I think about surrender is I think about if I surrender, I will have passion. I will have death and I will have resurrection. And I'm not just talking about eternally, right? I'm talking about all of your life. There are little passions that you go through deaths that you go through, and then resurrections that you go through. And so Mary's yes gave us Jesus's birth, passion, death, and resurrection. And it also gives us our birth, passion, death, and resurrection. And again, just to turn it all over to God. And when you are afraid, remember that trust in God will always help you to overcome your fear.
So for your not lukewarm challenge for this week, I want you to find, I don't know, a box, an envelope, something, something, a container of some sort. And I want you to get some slips of paper, little post-it notes, cut up an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. I don't know, whatever it is. And on every little slip, I want you to write a problem, a struggle, a worry, a concern. And if you need to sit down, you know, spend five minutes, 10 minutes in prayer and, and writing those down and then take them, fold them, put them in the box. And the next day, if you find yourself worrying again about either new things or old things, do the same process. Just write it all down and, and stick it in the box. And by sticking it in the box, it's, it's an act of surrender. It's an act of turning it over to God. And sometimes that small physical act of writing and then just turning it over to him can be a huge help. And so that's my challenge for you this week. And that may seem an odd challenge in the middle of Advent and Christmas preparations, but you know what? I want us all to experience the birth of Jesus coming to us at Christmas without all of those worries and struggles and concerns in our heart and soul and mind. So turn those over to God and let him take care of them for you. Remember, uh, if you are enjoying this podcast, please leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And next episode, I'm you're going to have a chance to win a book. And I will tell you more about that next week uh, because next week I'm celebrating something special in my own life. And I look forward to sharing that with you as well. So have a great week, turn over your struggles to God and live not lukewarm. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.